and welcome back to Chicks and Balls, the podcast, a sports podcast by women about more than women's sport. On today's show, the devastating passing of Paul Green and the leave of absences from two Aussie captains have us talking about all things mental health. And the NRLW is finally back this weekend, so we cover what we're most looking forward to. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Marley Silva, and as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Keely Silva and Georgia Moore. I have to apologise, my voice is still not as good as I would like it to be. Still same, same, but... It sounds a little bit more normal, right? Yes. Keely Silva, you're sitting right across from me in my bed, actually. <laughs> That's where we're recording from tonight. Woo. I have to say this is the most comfortable I've ever been in recording a podcast. But I'll start with you. How was your bloody week? Um, my week was great. I had a really fun weekend, which we will get into a bit later, I think. Um Got really drunk as always, um, you know how it is. Um, yeah, um, I was going to say that when I was driving here, as I turned to the corner to um, come into where Marley lives, I on my shuffle on my music, the Rocky song came on. Nice, like yeah, and it really g'd me up. Wow, like, it really g'd me up. And I was like, maybe this will be my pre-podcast song. That's good. That's one it's that doesn't song. often come on the shuffle for me. Is that just in your – I've liked it previously. Ah, nice. So nice. it's in my music but it um, just came on and I was – anyway. Is your go-to playlist on Spotify when you get in the car you liked songs? Yeah, just yeah, shuffle same, out. Same. That's what I do, do you know do. that you can look up on Spotify on repeat and it's what you listen to heaps? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah. Oh. yeah anyway. something that I know that yeah. you do Wild know. time. How's your week? My week was pretty bloody good. Uh, my voice came back a bit and then it's probably damaged again from the, the aforementioned big weekend. Um, yes. But what a fun time. It's been great. Uh, and I, yeah, didn't even have that much head noise. How was your anxiety? I actually didn't have any head noise. Yeah, I think because it, it was so fun. Yeah. Like there was nothing to be ex- anxious about. For a bit of context, um, it was kind of like a delayed Random it was Kelly birthday. It was a Kelly birthday celebration, but it was like you know casual whatever. We went to Clovelly Bowls. Highly recommend. Oh, great yeah. venue, great people. Oh, Chris, and then what a man. We went to Chloe Hotel, Hotel, great venue, Beach Road, and Sinaloa. Yeah, <laughs> so we did the rounds. Yeah, but a lot of people messaged me on Sunday. I think it was because we we're all the same drunk level, and it was just it was just good old fashioned fun. Yeah, like everyone good was people, happy. Everyone was happy. It was good vibes. The I'll, only I'll, person with head noise was Deb Silver. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, we'll talk about her later too. Um, I'll take the credit for providing everyone with fun night. Yeah, no, you did good. Um, and yeah, I got some messages yesterday and today saying that everyone had so much fun. I love it. Yeah. So okay. Georgia Moore, how was your week? Hello, hello. I am coming to you from an airport in Portugal, actually, waiting for an extremely delayed flight. Um, I'm very sunburnt, but all of that to say my week has been great. I was in Portugal over the weekend um, and it was absolutely stunning. I'm super sunburnt, but super happy. Um, we, The highlight of my week, I will say, uh, we fondly named the Bolt Scooters over here, the DOS Wheel Bolt, and spent a lot of our time joyriding and traveling around on those. So that was a great part of the weekend. And, you know, OG listeners will know that the Lime style scooters are a big part of the Chicks and Balls gals um, on 
particularly our travels to Brisbane. Um, and we love them. So it was quite nice to revisit that in Portugal, which was good fun. And with that, I'm guessing she just told a really good story about how good Portugal was. Yeah, I hope yeah. so. <laughs> we'll get into the first segment. Feedback feels with kills. Um, just to quickly talk about anxiety and head noise. Oh, okay, yep. Just quickly. Like I said before, I didn't wake up with any and I still don't have any, which is the best ever. Yeah. I also think that it comes with you just have to not care anymore. And are we at – you did 25 days of drinking in yes. Europe and that's and you why you're past it. get past – like you just got to not care. Whatever yeah. you said, you said. doesn't matter. And then the Inspired Unemployed posted a video. Did you watch it? And it's just like when you say something – and you go, oh, why did I say that last night? Oh, why did I say that? It's it's funny. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't need that. I watched that and went, yeah, no, don't care. Yes. And even when people were like, oh, yeah, you were having the time of your life. I said, yeah. yes. Yes. I had a great time. Yeah. A friend of the show, Tom Perrin, responded to my story last night when I had – I just reshared the photo that you posted of our family. And he said, your whole family got best on ground for the day. And you know he's alluding to us getting absolutely lit. And I was like, great. That's the response that you want. Because it's it's not him saying, you guys are dickheads. He's saying, you had a crack. And that's what and we're Brock, supposed to do. Brock Turnell, also a friend of the show, mm. called me Sunday morning and said, well, the Silvers were out to have a crack. <laughs> they were out for one thing and one thing only. And that was to get drunk. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we have that um, reputation as a family, mm. per se. Mm. Um, anyway, on to actual feedback. A very loyal listener of the show, Gabrielle Crotty. We love you, Gab. We've got to put her in the show notes. <laughs> She's just got to be there. She's got to have her own section. Um, she sent us a message saying, it was so nice to hear you all together on this week's pod, which I agree. Same. Made me so happy. And then she did say, I want to check in with you all and see how you're all doing, which mm. is important of this week, a conversation that we want to talk about. Um, so like our lovely best annoying mate of the mm. show, Nico Hines, said every day should be Are You OK Day. Yeah. So, Marley, are you OK today? I am. I'm, nice. I'm actually more than OK. Yeah, me too. Oh, good. Today's a good day. Uh, that is good. Yeah, I, nice. I like that for us. Good vibes. Um, but that's it for feedback. It's nice. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. We love it. Now it's time for a segment that we call Around the Grounds where we dive into the biggest headlines in sports media from the week gone by. And I do want to start this uh, by you know, giving a bit of a trigger warning. Obviously, we are going to be talking uh, about suicide and mental health in this chat. So you can skip forward a couple of minutes. You'll hear that uh, little transition sound between the two stories if you want to skip this, which is totally okay. And that's a big part of looking after yourself is just knowing when you don't need to engage with content that might upset you. So a really big and devastating story has rocked not only the rugby league community, but I think most of Australia this week with the sudden and, uh, you know, really shocking passing of former Cowboys uh, and Maroons coach and former Sharks player amongst four other clubs as well. Um, Paul Green tragically passing away at just 49 uh, and it was revealed in, you know, the days after this announcement that he actually took his own life. I think, you know, first and foremost, uh, it is heartbreaking in so many ways when anyone, um, you know, is in such a dark place that they they do this or they, you know, want to be out of pain and choose to do something like this. Uh, I guess the first question I want to ask is, 
How have you found the, I guess, the response and the outpour of emotion and grief and I don't know, like these really passionate calls for people to speak up when they're struggling, Keely, because that's been the thing that for me, as much as this is so devastating and I cannot even begin to imagine what his family, what, you know, the people who care about him are going through right now, but it is in some ways, as far as I can see, the beginnings of the positive thing that can come out of this tragedy. Um, Yeah, I 100% agree. I think that um, we – Mental health has been a bit of a common theme this year, actually, uh, in the sporting world, um, and a lot more people are talking about it, especially in the NRL community. Um, and I think, like you said, it's devastating, but I think it's another kick up the bum for everyone that this is a real issue and it needs to be talked about and we need to do more and we need to just, it's you know, I don't know, it's just one of those things, It's it's absolutely devastating and... It kills you to think and it kills me to think that he was and people do go through that kind of pain that they can't see past it. And we know that the male mental health statistics are horrific. Um, So, yeah, I think this is just another too close to home for the boys in the NRL community and and the girls as well, whoever knew him closely. But, um, you know, they have a voice and they'll all use their voice amazingly over the weekend so I think yeah like you pretty much nailed it they're gonna um it's gonna bring a positive movement yeah and it's always so I mean it's heart-wrenching that it does take something like this yeah it should often to shouldn't to escalate things but at the same time I'm certainly comforted at at seeing where we've gotten to as a society right like there's no there was no stigma around talking about this and and like you said, all the boys coming out and talking about it. Some really harrowing and honest and, and vulnerable conversations from the likes of, you know, one of the the immortals of the game, Jonathan Thurston, who did a really, you know, heartbreaking um, interview just today at time of recording about his relationship with Paul Green. And then, you know, um, someone like Gus Wallen who founded Got You For Life and they're a charity that's doing some really important work and is, um, you know, just recently had a, a partnership with, well, unfortunately, that was overshadowed with everything that happened with the Manly Pride jersey. But that game that was played that night, it was the Gotcha for Life trophy. And, you know, again, having all these conversations about mental health. The thing that went super viral as well, and I think will genuinely probably result in some action, and you would have seen this, Keely. I think we all shared it on our story. A different league podcast did a great post um, about calling for round 22 from this you know, time forward being a, a, a round dedicated to having these conversations around mental health. Now, this has happened in the AFL in the past. Um, unfortunately, again, it was because the AFL community was rocked by yeah, the tragic suicide of, of a coach and they now um, – I, I can't remember which teams it is exactly – but there's one game where they stand out in the middle of the field and, and you know, make a pause to, to get people to start having a conversation and it's really powerful. So I think that's what we're going to see here as well. And I guess I also wanted to touch on the fact that while there's been, you know, this has certainly been um, the most impactful tragedy in, in Australian sport, there's also uh, around the same time in the last couple of weeks, we've seen Michael Hooper, who is the captain of the Wallabies, and Meg Lanning, who is the captain of the women's Australian cricket side both decide to take uh, 
uh, time away from their sports to focus on their mental health. And again, this is something that in the way that I saw both Cricket Australia and Rugby Australia fully back and support um, both these, you know, really incredible athletes and good role models who are putting themselves first, which is really a great thing to see. And also the media treat it with more respect than I think we've seen in the past um, was really encouraging to me. I um, have to be honest, I actually didn't see these two uh, comments um, that were made by both the captains, but listening to you talk about it and reading through it now, is this this is where we've got to, which is nice. I think that's what we've been calling for for years, right? But that's what we talk about. Well, I feel like we've spoken about this heaps on the podcast and about um, Naomi Osaka and stuff that if athletes need to take the time and they've actually got the balls to say it, Good on them. Yeah. I just think, yeah, if you've got the balls to say it um, and everyone's being respectful, this is where we should be. This is just like a no-brainer. A hundred percent. And I think that, you know, it's – we've probably in the past seen a high-profile people in, you know, say the music industry or, or film or whatever who have, you know, spoken up about this maybe sooner than athletes have. But in a country like Australia that is a sporting nation where kids – you know, live and die by these um, athletes and, and really look up to them and, and want to be them in so many ways. This is such a positive thing to see these kinds of, yeah, vulnerabilities and, and bravery in a lot of ways. So, I mean, again, while our, you know, hearts are broken for Paul Green's family and, and all the people who, who care deeply about him and, you all you know, at the same time, we're wishing Michael Hooper and Meg Lanning the absolute best while they're going through whatever it is that they're going through too. Um, you know, it, it is certainly encouraging to see where things are at. And it, to me, means that we are building that that brighter future where the statistics that remain, you know, um, that are disproportionately high for men, that are disproportionately high for, um, you know, First Nations people, uh, for people in the LGBTQ community, that it, it might not be the case moving forward. So... I just think that we hopefully this is the the beginning of a, a big and important change. And if you are struggling, you've probably seen this everywhere in the last week, but we won't stop parking on about it. You can call Lifeline at any time on 13 11 14. Yeah, absolutely. Completely agree with everything that you both said. And I just like, you know, we talk, you talked about the bravery of these athletes coming forward. And I just want to note, and, you know, by no means, I know exactly what you meant. And I completely agree, Kiels. When we talk about the balls of people coming forward, like, I just think it's so important for everyone to understand that yes that is such a brave act but how good would it be if we got to a place where it wasn't brave like it was just the norm and you know the balls to come out was seen as someone who is just really supported by the people around them really comfortable in their own mental health and their personal needs in that factor and it isn't like a wow he's brave moment um which I think right now is a really important thing to acknowledge that bravery because it's, you know, letting everyone know that it is the right thing to do and it is the strong thing to do and it's, you know, what we need to help shift this dynamic of mental health. Like you um, have both touched on, we're coming such a far way in that. But, yeah, I think I'm looking forward to the day where the conversation around, well, he had the balls to come out and speak about it and that's so great, is, you know, just the norm and... um, it's just a complete acknowledgement of how supported they are in their work, in their home life, with their mates. But yeah, I think that it is, I mean, just an awful week for rugby league. I think it's been such a 
I'm sure quite a traumatic time for a lot of people in the community who are a little bit, I mean, naturally exhausted from hearing this news. Oh, the week before Paul Green took his life, a player in the Queensland Cup, who's actually a former Storm Development player, also took his life. So I've actually been having a lot of conversations with a lot of our mates um, in the past week. And like you said, you know, the boys are getting louder about this and the noise is really starting to pick up, which can only be seen as a positive thing. But, you know, I do just want to make a point of that. It's not all just the social media call outs and this sort of loud and proud talking about this. I know that, you know, my friends in particular are really having those genuine conversations one-to-one behind the scenes, uh, not on public forums. I've spoken with a number of the boys um, who, you know, we love and adore over the past week and had some very real conversations about these situations. Um, Some who knew Paul, some who didn't, most who knew the gent from the Queensland Cup. Um, And yeah, it's it's a really awful time to be a part of the community but like you said there's a positive things coming from it and I just was really proud of my friends for picking up the phone genuinely picking up the phone to me on the other side of the world to have those conversations and you know chatting through the conversations that they've been having with the other boys and the other people in the community so it's certainly shifting in the right direction which is super important I do also want to say um I saw a post on LinkedIn, actually, from a gentleman who works in the RLPA now, but he has worked sort of around the world with different sporting organisations and just talks about how isolating that can be and how so many of us, you know, I know that, you know, some people who are listening and we're definitely lucky enough to have that sort of insider knowledge of how it's not always glamorous. And I know that people are starting to understand that a lot more now, but, you know, these people like sports is a performance driven industry and not performing means criticism and job risk and all of those things so while you look at them as having such a great life it's just so chain like a I don't know the word I'm looking for, but it's so up and down from one week to the next based on how your team is going. And these men and women who play sport all over the world spend so much of their life in a hotel room and so much of their life away from their family and loved ones. And of course, while they're, you know, very lucky to have that community within their teams and within their football clubs and often really great lifelong mates who come from those situations, they're still not all of your people all of the time so you know I think of course it's important to stop and have a think about creating around and creating more awareness uh, on a public level but I think it's also really important for us to acknowledge that this isn't always the dream life and these people are in really challenging and lonely and isolating positions a lot of the time but yeah like you said there's you know has to be positivity out of this moving forward and I did did just want to say like I'm so proud of everyone that I know speaking up this week and having those really tough conversations on a personal and more private level so um yeah I mean really devastating news and a hard week for the rugby league and wider sporting community but you know we we move forward and we take these learnings and these hardships and this trauma and we you know try to do good with it and the second thing we wanted to talk about this week, which I am absolutely salivating at the fact of, 
is that we are finally back in the world of NRLW as for the actual 2022 season. For the actual 2022 season, which kicks off this weekend. It will open on Saturday with the Eels coming up against the Roosters, the defending premiers. Um, and I I absolutely can't wait for it. Keely, how excited are you out of 10? I'm so excited. And I don't know if it's because like I'm really biased and we have heaps of friends that are in the system. <laughs> it helps. It helps massively, but I'm just, yeah, super keen like we spoke about at the start of the year and like a lot of people in the community have said, everyone loves NRLW. It's really high quality. Um, It's really exciting because, yeah, I think it's a bit more – it's less structured than the males and people see exciting stuff. So, yeah, I'm keen. I don't even know who I'm putting my money on because I just know Uh, that – There's been so many shifts in the team, And there's been uh, a lot of things behind the scenes and in the works um, of, yeah – Gameplay, tactics, strategies coming through. Debutants, like squads are very strong. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be, be great. The only thing that is so disappointing is that it's only five rounds of the regular season before we get into uh, semis and finals. So you've got to savor every second of it. I, I highly recommend if you've not um, made it to an NRLW game, they opening for a lot of the men's games because at this t- point in the season please go and watch. Um, even if it's, I mean, first of all, you know how good it's going to be on the field if you've caught any of it uh, from earlier in the year. But for me, you know, we are chicks and balls, right, for the gals. When you're in that stadium and you see these little girls who are fully decked out in their kits, who are screaming on the sideline, Kessie, can I get a selfie? And like all that kind of stuff. It is the most heartwarming thing ever. So I highly recommend, please try and get to one wherever you are. I will also say I am very privileged because on Sunday I will be at the Knights v Broncos game. Yes, that is Tamika Upton and Millie Boyle in their new colours up against the Bronx in round one. This is going to be huge as far as I'm concerned because they are obviously two powerhouses that have, you know, really established their names in the game for quite a few years and Newcastle really, well, didn't struggle but didn't do great at the beginning of the year and they will be looking to prove themselves but the Bronx didn't even make it to the grand final so they will also be super, super hungry. I think it's going to be super great beyond the regular rounds to just give you a bit of an explanation of what to expect at the back end of the season. The top four will advance to week six of the competition and it'll be one V4 and two V3 format. Then the semi-final uh, venue hasn't been confirmed yet, but the winners will square off in the grand final that will open for the men's grand final in October. So away from all that uh, technical stuff, Keely, what are the things that you are most looking forward to? Um, I mean, you kind of mentioned it before, but I'm really, really excited to say, see the debutants and see all the, the new faces come through and the new debuts. We, we obviously have our um, favourite big names. Um, I actually only saw something this hour of Bobby Law, Keen, and getting ready for prepping for this, for the round one. Um, but yeah, I just, yeah, that's what I'm excited for. The new, the newbies, see who yeah. the new guns are. All the stories, hey. It's the off-field stuff as well. Like, did you see that Hannah Southwell's little sister, Jessie? Yes, she got, got an age exemption. She's 17 and she's playing for the Knights with her sister because Hannah obviously is, is moved up to um, Newcastle now as well. I yes. mean, guns in that night side. Yeah, we oh, – Holy. I don't know. It's going to be very excited. Yeah. I think I'm going to head down to Wynn Stadium Sunday. I want to go watch – 
Okay. All right. So you go down the coast, I'll go up the yeah, coast. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I another bit of history that'll happen in round three is when the Roosters versus the Dragons, and they will be the first ever game played on the Sydney fo- new renovated Sydney Football Stadium. So how good's that? Wow. This yeah. is too much. Yeah. It's overwhelming. Oh, we love it. I love women's footy. We love footy. That's all. Get pumped. You the real MVP. Now it's time for a segment that we call MVPs, where each week we award someone or something our own personal MVP title for something that they've done that's brought us a bit of joy. Keely's stretching. She's ready to announce her MVP. She's getting stretchy shoulders. Ready to go. Um, (laughs) I said at the start of the show, and I am going to elaborate on it, but MVP has to go to Deb Silver. Oh, yeah. Um, after the weekend's efforts. Um, <laughs> if I have to thank anyone from my drinking ability, it's from my mum. She's going to hate this so much. She doesn't listen, so it's fine. Uh, so basically my mum's arm's very easily twisted when it comes to a few certain friends Dead of mine. rubber arm. A.K.A. Kira and Dakota. <laughs> um, yeah, so when we got to Clo Valley Hotel, a bit of context – She's already slurring by that time, having a good laugh with everyone. Um, and then the girls got her to do two shots. Huge. Two shots, not one, but two. Um, and then she attempted the gritty, which was caught on video, oh. Oh. which was horrible. Oh, God, I'm embarrassed. Yep. Um, and then she was so drunk that she had to leave at what time? Seven. You're asking me like I had any idea what yeah, the time no. was. Marley was also very drunk. Uh, 6.30, I feel like it was, or 7, yeah. 7 p.m. maybe. Yeah. Something like that. Anyway. Just after the Sharks game finished. Yeah. She um she put in a good stint and yeah, with those phone calls that I spoke about earlier, um, mum was mentioned in all of them, mm. in all those messages. Um, she That's had why a, we don't have the head nose. It's all on Deb yeah. <laughs> She, um, her and dad had to go get one of the cars Sunday morning and she rang me and she was, had heaps of head noise and it just made me laugh. So I was like, ha it's you, not me. <laughs> Um, and she was really concerned that she made a fool of herself. However, this is a bit of feedback and everyone can let me know what they think. Surely drunk parents are the funniest things ever. It's not like she did anything bad. She didn't she do just anything bad. On. She didn't do – like she didn't fall over. Like she was being funny and she yeah. was just really drunk, like talking heaps of shit and slurring. Really, that was it. Yeah. And I know if that was one of my friend's mums, I'd be loving it. Yeah. I would be throbbing off it. Um, so let me know if you love drunk parents. <laughs> Shout out to Deb. <laughs> Georgia Moore. Who or what is your MVP? My MVP this week is actually the uh, darling listener by the name of Abby Fernie who sent me a photo and she said, hi, Georgia, I really thought that you'd appreciate this. And it's a photo of a few of my favourite things. Harry Styles wearing a Daniel Ricciardo T-shirt. So just a crossover of the gods. I loved it. And that is massive MVP behaviour, not only from Abby for sending it in, but from Harry for wearing it and Danny Rick for reaching such heights. My MVP, well, I'm assuming this is going to be my MVP because we are actually recording earlier in the week um, than we usually do because tomorrow night when we would usually record, Marley Silver is going to be down in Melbourne um, at the premiere of the uh, documentary called Fearless, which is all about the inside life of the AFLW. Uh, It's going to be held at Marvel Stadium and I think there's going to be a little bit of AFLW star spotting while Ooh, I'm there, which I'm excited for. Um, but I'm really excited about this documentary. It will be on Disney Plus from the 24th of August. And I'm just like 
grateful that I got this little invite to this. So uh, I think it's going to be super fun. And actually, speaking of Deb, she's coming with me. So she'll have to take some good photos uh, in what I assume, in front of what I assume will be a nice photo wall and the like. Now we come to our final segment of the show, which is our ones to watch, where we recommend what sport, event, or even a Netflix show you should be watching out for for the week ahead. I'm going to start first of all in the AFL. It is the final round of the regular season, and things are pretty tight. So, uh, you know, our you know fleeting interest in the AFL is of course with the Sydney Swans right we want them Swannies to do well they are sitting at second after the win they had just over the weekend and the it's everything's so tight that they could they could actually finish from either second to sixth I think like it's so tight that this final round is really going to determine where they sit and we're hoping for second because then we're hoping for a Sydney uh, semi-final and then surely we will be jumping on that bandwagon and going to said final Keely. Yes sir. Um, obviously there's been a lot of you know chat hovering around the Swannies with where Buddy's going to go at the end of the year and all the rest of it and you know they're just going to silence them out on the field all the the you know doubters and, and people raising those questions and we just want to see them do well but I think it's yeah if you even if you're just like mildly interested in AFL keep an eye out for how that ends up and of course be watching the NRLW round one. Keely Silver. My one to watch is actually the NFL. So mm. the NFL is in their week two of four of preseason. Mm. So it's all lots of like trial matches essentially um, translated to Aussie sport. Um, and like I mentioned, if you remember at the start of the year, I picked my team and my team are the LA Chargers. Yep. And I'm making a promise to myself to be more invested and to know more. And to be the dedicated, I I don't know. That's your choice. I already put this responsibility on myself at the start of the year. We're talking about Super Bowl. My team are the LA Chargers, and I'm trying to be more invested in uh, the NFL because I want to know more and I want to be the allocated NFL chick on chicks and balls correspondent. Yep, that's the one. Um, And when we start raking in the cash, we'll fly you to games and stuff. Yes, exactly. but that's that's me. So keep an eye out if you're interested. I'm starting to see a lot more males, which is just reality of it, on my Instagram talking about it. Yeah. 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 And sharing the teams that they go for and being like, yes, we're looking good kind of thing. Um, so Are you yeah. going to do a fantasy thing? No, I think that's a bit re- like we'll very aim for that in 2020. That'll be next year. Yeah, okay. This is just like being like knowing my team yep. and enjoying the, that. That's it. Maybe I should pick a sport that as well to be an expert in okay. away from rugby league. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Why don't Maybe you do, do that? I don't know. I feel like I've uh, made more of an effort in the last 12 months, which You've I told myself I would. have been with America. America. I've You've done really well with America. America. So um, you can pick something else. Because G's pretty all over the NBA. And I made an effort with ice hockey and well, NFL. G's over the – You could do baseball if you wanted. It's really tough though because they play like oh, 35,000 games. Yeah. I just know that there's this one guy who's pretty hot in the baseball. That okay, then you know what you're to be about. Nope. Um, uh, I think I'll probably have to, as we lead into summer, I probably have to get a, more around cricket. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, yeah. But like, I, you know, especially women's cricket because we're really good at that. Why don't you get all over like soccer World Cup? Oh yeah, 
Okay. Yeah. 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 That I can, can do that. Thing. Yeah. All right. Happy to because in our, next year, I mean, I know already we know get to a little bit about Socceroos, but you could cover everything. Yeah, all my knowledge sits with the Matildas, so I'm happy to expand yeah. to the Socceroos. Okay, Done. that's what I'll do. That's my homework. Georgia Moore, what's your one to watch? My one to watch is the AFLW for the first time has had a game moved to a larger stadium after selling out in less than 24 hours. So the inaugural AFLW match between Essendon and Hawthorne has been moved from ETU Stadium, which had a capacity of 12,000, to Marvel Stadium, which has a capacity of 55,000 due to unprecedented ticketing demands. So the original tickets were all sold out in less than 24 hours. The AFLW had, you know, no choice but to scale up. They're looking at massive crowds this season, which is just amazing. It's the seventh season. Their previous biggest crowd is 53,000, just over in 2019 for the grand final. So, you know, it's really positive news um, seeing this demand and seeing these big crowds and seeing this excitement around the game. I'm excited for it. Um, The AFL general manager for women's football, Nicole Livingstone, has said the league is whole. Matches are being played in front of thousands of fans and girls across the country are aspiring to be elite players when they grow up. We're in an incredible place coming into our seventh season and I couldn't be prouder of every single person who got us here. So just unbelievable times. It gives me chills thinking about it in the AFL. FLW and here's hoping to some more you know Marvel Stadium MCG Gabba games for the girls we love 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 to see it Hey guys, so this is Marley the day after I went to the launch of the AFLW Fearless Doco um, down in Melbourne and I have to say it absolutely deserves to sit in my MVP um, position this week. It was such a great event, really cool held at Marvel Stadium. Um, It made me so emotional because the stories and the insight it's into these female athletes' lives is really powerful and inspiring. And you can tell, as we talk about quite often um, across the the women's codes, that these girls are just so stoked they get to play. But they're also, um, yeah, really incredible role models. The way that the whole event was set up was exciting. And it was great to see some little kids there and, and some people uh, who have been really fundamental in seeing the AFLW have its success over the last seven seasons. I would just say um, from the little sneak peeks that we got, Set your alarms for the 24th of August to make sure you are watching on Disney Plus. Um, it's going to be great. There's, you know, one story I'll share in particular is in the first episode, there's a focus on four clubs across the whole series. Um, and one of the standout and focused players is Brie Davy, who fans of the sport would know is a pretty phenomenal athlete. She's considered one of the best in the games. And in the first round of the season at the beginning of the year, she did her ACL. And so she's mic'd up for the whole thing. Um, you actually hear her scream out and go, oh no, because she just knows what she's done to her knee. Like it really rattled me. Um, and she was there and, and did a great Q&A as well. And um, she got quite emotional watching it back because then you're in the sheds with her, with the coach, um, you know, the coach holding her hand as the physio does that ACL check, which Keely is quite familiar with. And, um, you know, it's stuff like that, the kind of stuff that we love. So yeah, I'm glad that I could give you that update and I'm so glad I got to go. And that brings us to the end of the show. Thanks for hanging out with us as always. Apologies that my voice is not as pretty as it usually is. I promise you next week, it'll be a lot better. We love you. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at chicks and balls pod on TikTok at chicks and balls pod and on Twitter at Chicks and Balls. No pod.
Wow. That was a big delay. Yeah, I was just reading footy stat. There you go. That's what, we never stop working. <laughs> That's why you guys love us. We never we never stop. It we never, never sleep. It never ends. It never ends. Okay. Well, catch you next time. See ya. Bye.